This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning and uh, hello and welcome to Morning Breath. This is an outreach ministry of East Coast Christian Center. I am one of the pastors. My name is Brian Moore. I get the honor of uh, hosting the show today, sitting in for Pastor Dan. I have a couple friends in the studio with me. Pastor David Gammon, how are you doing this morning? I am doing great. I am doing great. Super excited. We're jumping into Philippians 2 today. Let's do it. Let's be honest. Okay, let's just be honest right now. Sometimes when you read the chapter that you have to do, it's like, oh, man, what do I talk about with that? Man, God, you need to breathe. But Philippians 2, this is like, this is the the ribeye of some chapters in the Bible. So I'm excited about this morning. Yeah, hopefully we can squeeze it all in. Yeah, no way. There's no chance. No chance. We can't do it all. (laughs) Not doing it. Maybe Nick could. Nick could do it. What's up, Nick? How are you doing over there? I'm doing good. (laughs) Awesome, man. Thanks for being here and making this all happen. Of course, this is a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. Or maybe it's not your drive time, but maybe it's uh, it's the Word of God that is jumpstarting your life and your day, wherever you get this, whenever you get this. And just welcome. Thanks for being a part of it. I'm going to kick it over to you, Pastor Dave. Will you tell them how to get on board with the show? I mean, we want you guys to jump in with the, with the program, and the best way to do that is get our app. Matter of fact, anything East Coast Christian Center culture— Get our app. You can get the worship experience from the weekend. That's the message. You can get any events that we're doing as a as a church in our community. Also, any small groups that we have. But also part of that is Morning Breath. Go to get our app. Go to wherever your mobile app provider is. Put in East Coast. You'll see our logo right there. Just download it. You should be good. Another great way is go to our website. You can find all that information as well on the website. But if you don't have a digital connection, just call the church at uh, 321-452-1060, and we'll be able to meet your needs. We'll, we'll get you hooked up. Don't worry. The most important thing is you keep taking your next step with Jesus. Yeah, we'd love that you'd want to get in the Word of God with us on a regular basis, and that's what this show's about. Is uh, It is a devotion. It's not a teaching program. As much as we joke around about this thing being the ribeye, there's a ton of stuff to teach through, um, but really, this is actually what jumps off the page of you as you do your devotion, and so um, we're going to share that with you. We're Like I said, we're in Philippians 2, but um, before we do that, we want to invite you to our to our weekend services, and so maybe yes. you, you've you been out there, and uh, maybe you've taken some time off from church, and you're just, you know, you're just plugging in other places, and uh, we would just say, hey, come on back. We're open. All of our services all of our campuses, our children's ministries wide open. We have incredible opportunity for you to connect and uh, to gather again with us. The gathering part of church, you can't get while you're alone out there watching online or watching on a, you know, on, a, on an app or somewhere. I would just encourage you to gather again with other believers, and we would love to have you here at East Coast. If you're in another church somewhere, man, plug into that church. Go to a church of God's choice. Be there. Be in that place. And uh, it's more important to gather together and, you know, not forsake the assembly of, of, of the brethren is what it says in Hebrews. And I would just encourage you, Let's do that. Let's do it together. And we'd love to welcome you back. We'd love to welcome you home. And um, we're excited to do that with you. And I want to just remind you as well as our, our Monday shows, we'd love to um, just put a plug in for our Monday shows and the video podcast that Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica, they do every week. And so check those out. Um, you can get those on YouTube and, and other places that way. So let's get in the word today. Let's uh, do Philippians it. 2. I have the New Living Translation here. Uh, I believe you might have the same. Huh? Same. Awesome. Absolutely so same. Um, 30 verses. Uh, we'll break it after... Uh, 15, I guess. Uh, 15 is the end of a sentence. How about I get you started and I'll pick it up in 16. How about that? Let's do it. All right, I say to you, read, sir. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try and impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out 
only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, did not think of equality with he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. All right, verse 16, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like a, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice and I will share your joy. If the Lord, If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you're getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself like a son with his father. He has served me or served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to you soon. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, and he was your me- and he was your messenger to help me in need. I am sending him because he has been longing to see you, and he was very distressed that you heard he was that uh, that you heard he was ill, and he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also on me, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. For I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know. You will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him with Christian love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like you, like him, deserve. For he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. Amen. So here we are, uh, Philippians two. This is a you know this is a passage that is uh, written to a church, written to some folks over there um, in in Philippi, and um, just. I, I don't know. There's a lot in this chapter, like we said before, but um, to me, the thing that hopped off the page at me, and um, it's a challenging chunk of scripture, but um, I, I recognize that it is the power of God in me to do this. And so uh, verse four says, uh, don't look out only for your own interests, for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And you know, I, I, I just, that is challenging. That's not easy. Like that's an actual like poke a bit to go, hey, think about who you're thinking about. Right. Am I always looking about me and what can I get or my preferences in this? And maybe it's where you sit, which is a simple thing, or maybe it's where even where you work or the the, the choices that you've made of, of what you do with your time, your free time. I mean, in a marriage or in a family, like this works in every area of our lives. Like I think about in my marriage, like, you know, serving my wife and laying down not my preferences all the time, not where I want to go, what I want to do, when I want to do it. 
when I talk about my, think about my kids, I got four young children at home. Um, not so young anymore, actually 10 to 17 uh, in that range. And wow. um, there's, there's laying down my life. There's actually laying down my interests and not pursuing only mine, you know? And I just think about how to do this to take interest in others. It is intentional. It doesn't, this is just not, this is not natural. Like you have to be intentional about this. And just the encouragement of Paul to the, to this, to this area to go, Hey, what happens in a community when we think differently than just about ourselves? Come on. I mean, I, I really like, I like that jumped out of me I, I mean, as well. And what I was thinking about, I was like, God doesn't change who he is. He's the same, you know, from he's the alpha to the omega. He is, he's yeah. the beginning and he's the end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And his character, it doesn't change. And I love that that we see that Jesus, he says he did not cling to his deity. Yeah. He did not cling yeah. to being God. You know, he didn't sit and just judge us from, from heaven, but instead he left heaven, came down to save us. And and I think about a portion of the Old Testament, um, the prophet um, Obadiah would come in and he has one chapter, 21 verses in this book, right? And he lays out something that would really, really challenge modern Christianity, yeah. and myself included. He looks off at the country of Edom and says, you did nothing while Israel was being attacked by Babylon. You did nothing. As a matter of fact, when Israel was beat down, you came in and capitalized on it. And now I'm going to judge you. Huh. And it's like, I don't ever want to have a spirit of Edom where my brother's going through something and I'm just raising my hands in worship, singing Waymaker again, you know, watch it, going to my Dave Ramsey class, all this, what all us Christians do, and totally overlooking my brother in need and saying, hey, you know what? It's going to cost me something to help him out of that mire, to help him out of that struggle, to help them out of their situation. But it's what God would do. It is when Paul talks here about having that being Christ-like, that we we need to take the attitude of Christ. Christ Christ was fine in heaven. Yeah, he, well, <laughs> he didn't need to He's pretty comfortable, us. I bet. Exactly. <laughs> but we wind up being like, and, and the root of it is this, is that Edom's father was Esau brother of Jacob. Bitterness was in his heart and bitterness went to the family. Man, if there's bitterness because in your heart that's keeping a divide between you and someone else and it's keeping you from helping them, man, bring that to Jesus because that's going to that's gonna rot you away. Yeah. You know, the 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 right right after this is instead he gave up his divine privileges. And I, I just wonder what you're what you're entitled to or what I'm entitled to that we need to just kind of lay down for a second and go, you know what? In the next verse is he humbled himself. This was not somebody humbled him. This was like Jesus chose to humble himself, right? Amen. Sometimes we as believers are like, you know, we're kind of almost the victim. Like you feel like, oh, somebody's humbling me and somebody's holding me back and somebody and it's so godly to do that, to be the martyr, quote unquote, right? Amen. But this is a choice to actually intentionally lay down your life. This is a choice to humble yourself. This is not like somebody did this to me. This is actually an intentional act to go, I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to lay down my interests. I'm going to lay down my privileges even. Like Come you on. think about the privileges, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 44 year old white man, right? Like I have some, I have some things that, that I definitely have some privileges today. Like I, I'm a homeowner. I live in a neighborhood where the county deserves to give me certain rights because I, you know, I, I own this piece of land, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? But you know what? I have the choice of if I'm going to love my neighbor next door. Yep. I have the choice of if I'm going to care about people, you know, and, you know, going down the street in front of me. Or I'm, I drove myself to this uh, to the studio this morning and I had a choice of how I was going to behave while I was going down the road. 
I'm entitled to my space on my lane. You know what? Well, if somebody wants to get in in front of me, I have the ability to literally slow down and let somebody in. You might be listening to this on the radio right now, and you're driving to work, and somebody's about to cut you off even. You have a choice of how you feel about that, or you could humble yourself, choose to humble yourself, and let somebody in. A simple yield Literally, a yield sign on the side of the road is all this is saying is, hey, yield to somebody else. Yield to somebody else's interest. And you know what? We as a community, we as a as a nation, we as a world, man, would it be different. And I think that's what Paul's saying is going, hey, you could have a different answer to this whole thing that you deal with, this whole community that you live in, if we could just get to a place where we say, you know what? My privileges are less than and I'm going to give somebody else first place. I'm going to put somebody else in a space that um, that would be honoring. And it goes, does eventually just come down to honor. Jesus laid down his life to honor you and to honor me, so to give us place, to give us a seat at the table. I deserve no seat at the table. I, I didn't. My sin kept me, would have kept me from the table, quote unquote. But instead he says, hey, you're going to actually have, there's going to be a, there's going to be a feast one day at a table in heaven that we're going to sit and we're going to have an incredible time because he said, you know what, I'm going to lay my life down. I'll pay the price for you. I will buy your salvation, quote unquote. I will pay the price for that so that you could actually have relationship. You could be near to God Almighty. And you know what? Out of that nearness, we can go and love other people that way. Dude, that's so powerful. I love that too, because that's, that's what Paul writes here. He goes, work hard to show the results yeah, of your on. salvation. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to work hard for your salvation. No. Jesus did that. Yeah. But now we need to be, we need to have our hand to the plow when it comes to using our salvation to get the grace of God to other people. And that's where we have to be mindful of the difficulties that will come in. But if you even look at the three kind of named characters inside of this chapter, you got Timothy, Epaphroditus, and Paul. All of them are laying down. All of them are fourth quarter players that are willing to stretch for the ball, that are willing to move in and take a block. I mean, like it says, Epaphroditus almost died in serving Paul. Paul, in okay, he writes Philippians. It's one of our prison epistles. He writes it uh, while in prison. It's saying, look, I'm willing to send Timothy to you, by the way, who would become the lead senior pastor of the church in Ephesus. All right? So he's pouring into this young man. He's got a friend that's sick, and he's still looking at, hey, how do we get the kingdom further? That's you know, good. not how do, who's going to comfort me? He says, he says, how do we get how do we get Christ to people? How do we get grace to people? And I, I say that because don't don't take what I'm saying as as God doesn't care about your personal needs. He well, does. Actually, uh Psalms thirty four, uh, preached about it two weeks ago. Uh, God draws close to the brokenhearted. Yeah, come on. And he is with you. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be very easy for Paul to have maybe taken a mindset of defeat, saying, Lord, if if you don't heal Epaphroditus then I don't even know if I, if you're still even with me. He didn't take that mindset at all. You know, he kept his eye on the prize. When you keep your eye on Christ, the distractions take the back seat. And that's how you're able to keep moving forward. You know, verse 14, it says, do all things without grumbling and disputing. <laughs> Come on, it's another one of these challenges to go, hey, what you do, you have a response to what's going on around you, and you can whine and complain about it. You could grumble about it, but what's the gain in that? Like, what, yeah. where where are we winning in that? Like, what are we winning in that? Mm-hmm. You're gonna all you're gonna do is you could stir up some strife, you could stir up some you know some envy and some jealousy, and you know poor me and oh poor so and so man that person really did them wrong, and you and you just go down that road. And where do we land in that? 
The Bible says that where there's where there's strife, there's every evil work exists. I'm out. I, I want it. Same and here. Paul's trying to go, hey, I could help you here. Like you said, work out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. Actually, let's work on some things. Let's grow today. And that you're listening to this radio show, even you're taking time to say, you know what? I want to grow. I want to get the word of God in me. Praise God. You're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Let's keep doing that. Let's just be, let's be sensitive to what Paul is saying to this to this group of people to go, hey, there's a way we could do this. And you know what? There's a way out there. There's another one. Proverbs says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is destruction. The normal mm-hmm. flow, downstream flow is grumble, complain, poor you, you're getting ripped off, you're all the things. But you know what? He's saying, listen, let's do it without complaining. Let's do it. Let's do it and prove, it says verse 15, so that you will prove to yourselves, says prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. He's saying, hey, there's a way in this culture right now. And that way we need to be different than that. We need to look different. Romans 12 says, hey, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got to get the scripture in us. We got to get the word in us so that we can actually prove the perfect, good, pleasing will of God. Like we can actually go out there and show a world um, something different than the crooked and perverse generation that we might, you might look around and go, well, they're messed up. You know what? We all messed up without the grace of God. So let's go do something about it, you know? And another thing that I find like people come and they talk about it jumps out to me is they'll be like, I feel distant from God or I feel stagnant in my faith or I feel and they have all these like we'll call them roadblocks in their um, spiritual growth. And then I'll ask them, I'll be like, well, who are you pouring into? Who are you discipling? And uh, with some with 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 some group of people, they go, well, I counsel about eight to ten people. Like, what's counseling? I'm like, what's counseling? Like, counseling ain't nothing. I don't find counseling really all that often in, in my Bible. But I see Jesus before he leaves. He says, go ye into all nations, making disciples. Yeah. All right? And if you feel stagnant in your spiritual growth, I'm going to ask you that question too. Who are you pouring into? Oh. All right? Because Paul's pouring into a Timothy here. Yeah. And there's a lot to learn from a Timothy. And, and, and Pastor Brian and I have had, you know, man, the great honor and privilege to be in the generational ministry for over a decade yeah. at our church. And we, we can tell you right now that pouring into the next generation also feeds you, yeah. also gives you wisdom, also refreshes you. And there's so much there in doing that. That once again, that what was the one of the first things Jesus did when he came before he turned water to wine? He went and got twelve di- disciples, mm-hmm. you know. And it's that healthy cycle that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that there needs to be the grandfathers of the house, the fathers of the house, and the the sons of the house. That that someone's pouring into you, and you are pouring into somebody else. And this way, we have a, a healthy Christ-centered culture, and that's how we healthy healthily develop as a church. Yeah, I love that. I, I love, of course, it's what we live out. So it's easy for us to even love that, right? right? It's like we're, we're looking at this going, hey, yeah, we do this and this is what we believe in. And this is this is really who we are is to go, man, we're building a life-giving church at last. And so in doing that, we're obviously, we have to pour into the next generation or it's not going to last, right? But this isn't just like, oh, well, I guess I'll do that because I need to do that again. This is actually um, counting it joy to do that. Like Amen. verse 29 says, receive him then in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard. You know what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is? That Abraham could honor Jacob along the way and that Jacob could honor Abraham. That there is dual honor going back and forth. There's actually joy found in that. That a young guy that is that we've poured our life into, I mean, Nick sits on the other side of this board right now and we've had the honor of you know doing life and pouring our lives and doing ministry now together in this process. We celebrate people like Nick. We celebrate Nick. Nick celebrates us. Us. Not because we have to, but because we get to. We see the gift of God in somebody and we celebrate that. We receive them with joy and with honor and we go, hey, this is valuable. They're not just somebody. I, I heard Andy Stanley, who's a, a pastor in the Atlanta area, um, you know, some spiritual legacy there. His dad, Charles Stanley, has been preaching the gospel for a really long time. And Andy Stanley said one time, 
that um, you need to see the end from the beginning, that when you're investing into the next generation, you're not just telling them to go over there and just, you're, they're just workers for you, right? The next generation is never just a worker, quote unquote. There's somebody you get to invest in, somebody you get to celebrate, that when somebody is serving in children's ministry, for instance, a teenage young girl who's helping alongside a, you know, maybe a, a 40, 50, 60 year old woman in a children's ministry, that isn't just a, hey, we got a helper here. We actually have somebody who's gonna grow up and be a mom one day, and I get to show them how to care for kids. I get to show them how to invest. And at the same time, the passion and the joy of a 14-year-old serving alongside a 50-year-old or a 60-year-old or a 40-year-old, that joy and that passion just just running into each other is so healthy and so good that it wasn't Abraham was like gone and here's Jacob. They actually did life together in the same culture, in the same era. We need to be doing that. We need to be looking and going, hey, is there someone behind me? Is there somebody alongside me? Let's celebrate each other. Let's do this together and be excited to do it together, not just be, well, okay, well, I guess I guess Paul sent this guy over, so I got to work with him or something. No, this is an exciting opportunity for us. Dude, and, and something I see here and something that really speaks into discipleship and speaks into what Jesus did all throughout uh, Philippians 2, and we, and we see it with Paul in Philippians 2, and just the scariest thing for us to do as believers and as humans is they gave up control. Yeah. All right. Like Jesus left heaven and he said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna trust my heavenly father. I'm gonna step into existence. I'm gonna humble myself yeah. and humbling myself and become a man. I'm gonna give up control for a bit. Paul's like, I'm gonna in house arrest, he lost control, did not have control of the situation. Yeah. And I want to encourage you today. Um, some of us fight to gain control, and that's what's causing us to have anxiety. Yeah. And actually, what's causing the anxiety is actually what we need to release. And you need to release over and say, hey, listen, God loves that person more than I do. And I'm going to pray for him. But I can't keep trying to influence their decisions on a level that is driving me insane. And a a good rule of thumb is, you know, about when someone can do something 50% as good as I can, I usually hover around them a bit to help them. But once they start hitting between 75 and 80%, yeah, I actually release them because the 25% to 20% that 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 is unknown, they're probably going to bring in something new, creative, fresh, and, and better. In all honesty, better than I would do. And that is where growth happens. That's where people understand their callings. That's when uh, a young one or anyone of any age says, yeah. wow, God put that in me and I would have never known. But you've got to give up control to experience that yeah the, that control factor you know of going hey i'm gonna do this myself because i could do it better is, uh, is such a dangerous space <laughs> like it's, what happens is you can do everything better suddenly it's like you're the best at everything and then we're back to this place of going hey i need to humble myself i need to actually step back and look and um you know it is a challenging thing it's a challenging thing to step back and let go of control that's not easy it, we're not saying hey but by the spirit of god it is it is him in you that, that gives you the ability to do it and so you know, is the end better with Jesus? Like, I think anyone, anyone's been walking with the Lord for a while can can look back on their life, can look back on a year or six months or 20 years or 40 years of walking with Christ, and we recognize on this side of it that it's better with him than it would have been Come without on. him. There's no question. On the front side, that surrender piece is so counterculture, so counterintuitive, so you know, different, quote unquote, than what we are accustomed to. And that surrender, that act of giving up control of whatever area, it might be an addiction in your life today that you're going, man, I've been fighting this thing and I've been white knuckling and I can do it, but you keep failing and you get up again and you go, I can do it and you keep failing. I believe that surrender, total surrender is the place of safety and actual comfort. And that's where the spirit of God actually will thrive is when there's total surrender. It's not when it's not gonna hold on to my 5% or my 15% and that, that control piece. Just give 
control over. And if you need help with addictions, if you need help with some hangups or some things, man, get some help. Step into that. Get on our app and look for help. Like Amen. get on, call the church office, call somewhere and somehow and go, hey, how do I get this fixed? Because I'm ready now to just surrender and let it go. And I can tell you right now personally that areas of my life, just I was just sitting here while Pastor Brian was talking, I was listening to what he was saying and thinking about it. And, you know, whether it was spiritual growth or, or struggle in my life or even creative victories, all the positive breakthroughs that I've had, I would say predominantly most of them, I just use the word all, but um, I mean a large amount of them, more, I mean like we're talking like 80% came from somebody else. Like ideas that I get credit for yeah. that I've like said from the platform they'll say and Pastor David did this and, and people clap <clears throat> I didn't think of that yeah. you know just someone on my team thought of that yeah. like like Nikki Maffeo and even and your wife Emily Moore and and, and you can go right down the line of uh, Shanna Langston doing stuff with the Spotify and Mezzanine and Nick over here actually doing some incredible stuff with, with um, some of this new fresh music coming out of our church I mean at some point, someone might clap for me for that. I didn't do any of that. Yeah, like that was somebody else. Yeah, and it's so refreshing when you when you're able to just release the pressure of having to perform. And I know I'm speaking probably to a lot of people right now that you know you weren't designed for that pressure. Yeah. I'm actually getting super long winded now. I looked at right, the ahead. clock, and like, but man, we got we got we're gonna take a break here in a moment. But I wanted to say that to you. Hey, listen, we we're designed as community people. We're designed to be a family because yeah, that's, that's what a family is. So let's operate as a family and let's take the pressure off. Let's get each other's backs and let's lift each other up. We're gonna take a break, guys. We'll be back right here in a moment. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321 321- 783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, just, uh, you know, in closing, I, I don't want to hop over this this verse that's right at the beginning of the chapter. Um, it says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? And then it goes into this, like, verse 2. It says, then, then, make, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, working together. You know, it, it, if we're going to do this thing called Christianity, if we're going to be followers of Christ, we got to get this part right. Like, we, we're supposed to, the world is supposed to see our love by how we love one another, right? And Come so on. 
if we if we're struggling with this part of agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose, and then the rest of the chapter really goes into, hey, there's this guy Timothy, and hey, there's this dude Epaphroditus, and it's like, hey, let's work together, let's do this stuff, right? Let's not miss the opportunity to do life together. And I said this in opening the show of, of getting in a church somewhere and getting back to church, and you know all the things that we could do together. I would just highly recommend the ability to go. You know what? Let's do it together. And if you have ought with somebody go to them. Like if there's, if there's an issue of what's holding you back from doing life together with someone, would you just be bold enough to go to them and say, you know what? Hey, you know, can we talk? And then take the first move of going humble yourself, right? Like there's, there's a process here of how we can do this and actually laying our lives down so that we can actually wholeheartedly agree with one another so we can get on board with what matters, right? Like I, I'm not going to always agree Come with on. what what David likes to wear, for instance, like Same here. you know, or what how he does his hair or how he does this or head. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that we're different, and different Amen. is good, and we can celebrate difference. But we shouldn't be fighting and wrestling all the time about all these things, and that actually destroys the body of Christ. I want to encourage you: dig in, go go sit with somebody and say, "Hey, let's do life together." Come on, we could do this together. So good. Speaking of together, thanks for tuning in and being with us today. Love you guys, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.